Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6 is my normal time, but sometimes you have to flip around to find me if there's sports uh, in the offing. And if that is the case, you can just go to PropagandaReportDaily.com and get all of my WSB shows, commercial-free podcasts, and also podcasts I do with Binkley, my producer, who uh, is here ready with some tweets. We are talking about 2018, what uh, what we expect. And and for me, it's usually a continuation of stuff that's been going on already or, or that the agenda will be revealed of some of the things that we are seeing. So I've been kind of taking off a couple of things that I have been waiting for. I'll tell you what they are, and then I want to get to some tweets at Monica Perez Show and your thoughts about what you see as being something important that is on the horizon for 2018, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. One thing I've been noticing over and over the past several weeks, I've seen articles in the Wall Street Journal about China being basically the model police state, total surveillance, um, you can't say anything. They people get fired for being in a chat room or tweeting stuff. Not I guess I don't even know if they have Twitter, but that kind of thing. And I and stuff themes like that do not emerge without a purpose. So I don't know if they're just trying to get us ready for that kind of surveillance state coming down, or if they're um, kind of demonizing China for some some you know maybe this North Korea thing is going to put. Uh, we're going to use China as the villain coming forward. I don't know, but there's something about that. And I noticed the same thing uh, about North Korea more than a year ago, I think. But it was before it was in the news every week. Absolutely. I was like, mm, a lot of chatter about North Korea. So a lot of chatter about China. But here's the other the other um, prediction, whatever expectation I want to hit on. This one is for Binkley. I think maybe not this year, uh, but soon the person of the year will be a robot. Interesting. Right? Don't you think? I can see that, yeah. An AI or just AI. Alexa. Alexa might be the person of the year. That's right. She, uh... Strong woman, Alexa. <laughs> My husband, I, I do believe that he buried it in a hole in the backyard, mainly because <laughs> I think he thinks I've got, like, radical views and he's a little worried that you know people are going to listen. And, and I'm trying to tell him, dude, I blast this stuff on the airwaves like i don't hold anything back so alexa is not your problem this microphone is the problem so anyway but yeah that's that's what uh i expect that the person of the year is going to be ai so what do you got you got you do you do you, why don't you make a prediction binkley and then we'll do a tweet and then we'll do a call well i predict that gene editing will be mainstreamed 
What exactly is gene editing? Gene editing is basically a, a form of genetic engineering where you can cut and paste. It's, this is a simple explanation. You can cut and paste defective genes in people's DNA and replace it with genes that are not defective. Interesting. Uh, I have, you know, my oldest son has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And when he was born, I was absolutely devastated. It was such, it's such a sad story. It makes me sad to think about it. However, I was totally wrong because although, let me just tell you, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I did. I thought it would be sad. It's not sad. It's just like it never ends. He gets up with the birds. Let's just start with that. Yeah. <laughs> My, anyway, it's, I'm usually the one who has to get up with them. So, uh, but I love this kid i mean he just he has no i think it's like super ego or something he's just so honest so funny his insights are hilarious he's just like a piece of paper who gets impressed you know like a camera paper with just impressions and, and what he learns at school and he comes home and just reiterates it in his way it just cracks me up you could not get that from a guy who didn't have his exact little combination yeah. of genes and nobody would think it was an improvement over, you know, a guy with all his chromosomes in a row. But uh, I wouldn't change a thing. And that's saying a lot from someone who has to get up at the crack of dawn every day for right. uh, just for the privilege. I should note that the uses of that, it, it, it spreads to, like, curing diseases as well as taking out races. It's called, some of, its, some of the technology is called doomsday technology. DARPA is the world's biggest investor in gene drive technology, which is a form of genetic engineering and genetic editing. And what does that do? What's gene drive engineering? What gene drive does is... Taking out races? They, yeah. Taking out um, undesirable races. And when they were talking about it, they were talking about mosquitoes that have malaria. So they can use this technology to infiltrate the genes of this uh, mosquito race. And after a few generations, it'll be gone completely, wiped from the map. That makes my blood run cold. I I'll, know. It was on. Tell, yeah, that's sick. I'll tell you... One thing I did do a show on a long time ago, how babies were being like 30 babies had been born with three parents. They met, they spliced mitochondria of two mothers. And I jokingly said that it would like be a DARPA project making super soldiers, yeah. you know, and found out, I found out after I made that joke that the doctor who had spearheaded that effort, who actually ran that program was, had, moved over to Walter Reed Hospital, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the Army Research yeah. Hospital. So you, people think, think what you see is what you get. It's so not. What they are up to, I, can, I can't even imagine. Absolutely. So, let's, hear, let's hear a tweet. All right. We have a tweet from NOYB who says, 2018, there will be a designed economic collapse. Wow. Every the only thing that the only reason I think there's a possibility of that is that all the news is like, oh, the economy's gonna go crazy. Yay, the economy's gonna there's no question about it. Everybody's in agreement. And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, hmm. But I keep <laughs> predicting an economic collapse because as uh Dean tweeted me when Trump was elected, the day he was elected is maybe this guy is getting set up to take the fall for um an economic collapse so i a little bit worried about that all the 
articles you are i've read so many articles recently that said well trump's only saving grace is how good the economy is doing he really he's never going to lose popularity as long as the economy is doing well and then i was just like oh i guess that if they're really out to get him that would be uh that would be a way to do it very interesting i hope that's not true so let's do a little rapid fire on the calls because i've got a lot of them i'm going to willie in smyrna willie you are on with monica Yes, ma'am. Uh, just real quick on the uh, Second Amendment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's not forget on the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights are the rights of the individuals, not the right of the states, not the right of the feds, not the right of the pe- peoples. It's the rights of the individuals. And let's not forget that. There's no way that they would write 10 of them and say, well, on number two, we meant the right of the states. No, no, they they make it. I'm always talking about the words and uh, and and actually in almost every case it says the people. So I'm going to read it real quick. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, capital S, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I totally agree. I do think it's important and interesting, though, to make sure you understand what their point was. And and for me, the point was you give it to the people, and it's also in defense of states' rights, which I think gets overlooked there. And it's it's a very important point, because without the states' rights, which we're losing if they're not completely exactly. gone already, it, it matters. Exactly. And, you know, we can go on to, what, the uh, 20th Amendment when they took out where the... Well, I don't want to get into that. I love that. talking about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Constitution, but let's do the 2018. What you, what you yeah. seeing coming up? Come on. In 2018, you will see the greatest political sting ever made with this um, ru- ru- Russian investigation. Do tell. And uh, Trump, not many people do understand when uh, Comey got fired, Comey was in California. And as soon as he got fired, Trump and then went into his office office and got all the files. I can send you all that stuff, whatever. But you are starting to see where things are starting to turn on that investigation. And this is going to be the greatest political thing since uh, the absence of malice with Paul Newman. Wait, so what do you see? You see Comey going down or you see Trump going down? Comey's going down. Trump has set all this up and it's all turning on his side. You got to agree that everything is going on his way, and the greatest thing on this is everybody is complaining about Jeff Sessions should be fired. He should be fired. He's not doing anything. He has been the sly fox. He's been like Matlock, and just sitting back and watching everything just play out and being quiet. And everything is going his way. The FBI and the DOJ. They're going to clean things up, and everything is going to go in Trump's way. There's no doubt about it. I got to tell you, the Sessions thing really leaves me scratching my head. First of all, I'm a hardcore libertarian. So Sessions, like, his views are so often different from mine. He's completely... But I cannot help but have the feeling the guy, he feels like he's a... Solid guy, like he's telling the truth that he's that he believes what he says, and furthermore, 
they took him out of Alabama like they took Tom Price out of Georgia. And then they got rid of Tom Price. So I, I worry that or I, I wonder if if this is a setup against Sessions. But you're right. He seems to be holding his ground. Oh, yeah. And just watch when it all plays out. When he's got a player's card, he's going to hit it hard. There's no doubt about it. He he seems to be a formidable uh, opponent to anybody. And when and this idea of him recusing himself, I actually listened to one of his like four hour congressional interrogations, and he explained that he he cited the letter of the law where it said um, that anybody who was involved, like in a campaign that. Uh, is the subject of an investigation, has to recuse himself. It had nothing to do with anything he did or Russia or an admission of guilt or anything. He just was following the letter of the law. He always seems to have an answer. I do think the Sessions mystery will be an interesting one to watch. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. This is Monica Perez. It is 47 degrees outside the studio. It's pretty but chilly. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I should, uh, I have time for a call. I'm going to Janet in Atlanta. Hi, Janet. You're on with Monica. Hi. Thanks. We got cut off a little earlier. Yes. I'm Sorry curious. In 2018, you know, Prince Harry's going to marry this Meghan Markle woman from the United States. She's a flaming Hollywood liberal, and I'm just curious what kind of recruitment tool she'll be because, you know, Americans like the monarchy. We like, you know, the romance of it all and all that, but, you know, the monarch, the, I mean, Prince Charles is a liberal. Harry's a liberal. I'm sure William is probably, too, and, and I just think that she'll be a really great recruitment tool, especially for American women, just to get them to vote left. That is such an interesting point. Binkley, I want to, uh, who did you say? He, yeah, he, he was saying, um, who was the chick who did it? Who's the actress who did Ossoff's ads? You were predicting she was going to come. Alyssa Milano. Yeah, that, that these, uh, young actresses have, uh, a lot of power, especially over the kind of, millennial target audience that we're talking right. about here. And she'll have a lot of power. I mean, you know, she's not going to be campaigning or anything, but she'll have a lot of power in terms of just swaying people to think more liberal, especially women. Yeah, I agree with that. Tend that way, and they're going to follow her like crazy. I mean, I think she's kind of a fraud myself, but... Um, well, I but, that kind of thing all smacks of... Uh, of PR stunt. I mean, granted, he's going to... I guess he's going to marry her and... You know, yeah, but, but when these people, you know, I mean, I, I used to work in the news business, and the thing is, is that when because she's oh, she's such a humanitarian, and she's been to, you know, Africa and Asia and all these places and stuff for the UN and this and that. Well, she's not paying her own dime to go on those trips. They're paying for that, and her PR people have her do that stuff because it, it makes her look great. It, it you know, it's just like Angelina Jolie. Do you think she pays for all those trips she's And you know, no. do you know that she is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations? No. And so is George Clooney? Yes. And Warren Beatty? You know, you got to you got to think so of where I, these I just think are. I mean, I just look at it as a that's a very strategic match. Yeah, I agree with that and uh and I think that um you know what a funny thing about like the people at the top being liberals, you can I, 
maybe that guy who called earlier found that term offensive. I don't even, I don't know. Maybe labels are no good. But I remember my father used to always wonder, he was a truck driver, had nine kids. He was really raised me as a libertarian. I think he just considered himself a traditional conservative. But it was just about the Constitution, limited government, whatever. He used to contribute to Ron Paul in the 70s. We We lived in New York. Ron Paul was running in Texas, and my father would send him 25 bucks. God bless him. But anyway, uh, and he used to wonder, my father's like, I don't understand how these rich capitalist guys, businessmen, can be Democrats. I just don't understand it. And I used to scratch my head, too. But when I came of age and I realized how it worked, I realized that that it's the government contracts. It's the government power. It's access to influence. It's the power of a, of a single law that can change uh, the outlook for your um, your own prospects that once you take morality out of it, which I think was impossible for my father to even conceive of, and me too, like I just couldn't understand how politicians could believe some of the stuff they were spouting, and then I realized later they didn't. But that these guys in big positions, they like the big government because uh, they say that it's because they're super compassionate but it's not. It's because they benefit from it. I mean, Philip, the consort to the queen, Charles's father, didn't. I mean, there's a famous quote that I, I think has been verified that he said if he were to come back and reincarnated, he would like to be a deadly virus because there were way too many people in the world. <laughs> I mean, this is not a guy who's a liberal out of compassion. Uh, but I do have time for one more quick call. So I'm going to Gene in Atlanta. Gene, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that caller uh, uh, that stated that Paul Zelensky playbook was right on point. And uh, unfortunately, we have so many Americans, they don't study communism and they don't recognize the tactics that causes them to mind the spokespersons for them. And uh, I just think that people like, um, I say conservatives or, you know, people like myself, I would just say that. I don't argue with them. If they ask me my position, I state it, but I refuse to be bullied. You know, if they yes. play with hard say, uh, sexism, racism, I say that's not what I said. I'll restate my position, and I'll just let them know. I'm not trying to force my position on you. However, I refuse to allow you to force your opinion on me. Yeah, well, you should try sitting in my seat. I do. Just this is fine because we're having a civil conversation, but if I go on Twitter or whatever to share my ideas... People get very hostile and rude towards me. I'm never hostile or rude. And as a matter of fact, I have so little hope in the power of democracy that I don't even care that much what people, you know, I'm not trying to actually sway them because I want to get out the vote. I don't even believe the vote's real half the time or all the time. So I don't get worked up like that, but people get super uh, unkind, like uh, anonymously is is worse or distance wise in the digital world. But even face to face, people get pretty worked up. Maybe it's hope. I don't know. But you know what, Monica? What it is is that that ideology makes them less mature, and it makes them manipulative. So I just say, hey, we have a right to our position, so we don't have to argue it. Even the, the, you know, the most noble person, you know you're going to have a critic. So, But I stay focused. I just don't let them bully me 
And yeah, I think that's the right way to go. And uh, and just get zen about it. As my mother says, God is up in his heaven. I don't know why he gets so worked up. I, for one, think we're here for a reason. We got to fight the good fight. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6, although next weekend, next Saturday, January 6th, I'll be on from 4 to 6, so a little bit shorter show. We have a a good long show today, which is good because we've got a lot of topics to cover, because what we're talking about is what's on the rise, what's on the horizon, what's emerging for 2018 that we should care about, important stuff. I'm not talking about gossip or the distractions or uh, anything like that. I'm talking about real issues, policy issues. I'll give you a couple of mine. I want to get yours if you uh, or you can even if you feel like things that have happened in 2017, something important happened that uh, people didn't really get the true meaning of the true implications, the true agenda. I'll listen to uh, your insights into significant events of 2017 but also what you think that we need to watch out for in 2018. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I've been rattling off some of my expectations. I'll give you a couple more. I think it's easy to say that the infrastructure uh, plan will absolutely happen. I knew that tax reform, or I predicted that tax reform would happen and Obamacare would not Uh, Obamacare repeal because they really tried so hard to get the tax reform. They put a lot of money into ads. They went about it in a smart way. I said the same thing about infrastructure really on election night because it was the only thing, the only policy item Trump uh, identified on election night. And it's weirdly not a Republican thing. Obama tried to get it done and the Republicans stood in his way because Republican voters don't like a lot of debt. But they're doing a couple of things to structure it a little bit uh, under the radar, one is they're making it $200 billion of federal money and $800 billion of private money, uh, public-private partnerships, which I think are a recipe for cronyism, for waste, for opacity, no transparency. The states are going to be kind of incented to do it. I don't like any of that stuff. I'm a real constitutionalist. I do not want the federal government involved in this stuff. But there's another little trick to this plan uh, that... Um, I think is interesting and underreported. They're not going to actually list the projects. They're just going to list principles. It kind of reminds me of what Common Core is like. You can't really dig into what's wrong with it because they're not telling you anything about it. It's kind of a backdoor to stuff they want to achieve. And I think one of the things that the infrastructure is plan is going to achieve is going to work towards, which is a very long-term plan, is transitioning roads to driverless technology. You have to do things like repaint lanes, change the way signs can be read, um, give workers like uh, beacons, digital beacons in their hands rather than hand signals. And why, why do I fear? I do not like when the government puts money into research and all this kind of stuff to give us a technology that kind of puts us out of work that we don't need, that doesn't emerge organically from the free market exchange free market, the pricing mechanism, all that stuff is a way to get resources allocated correctly through the information that's inherent in a price. Central planning, which is what this amounts to, uh, 
you know, I, it's just not an optimal situation. It also involves redistributing, you know, a lot of taxes and investing that or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I don't like that, but it's but the driverless stuff is is a little more sinister, in my opinion, in that it heads us towards this highly controlled society that Zbigniew Brzezinski kind of plotted with the Trilateral Commission in his uh, book, uh, Between Two Ages, America and the Technotronic Era. So he kind of predicted this stuff. And what happens with the driverless cars is you don't really own them. They can be monitored. Uh, they they actually, you know, they can track your every move and they can be turned off. You know, you can't have uh, the famous guns, gold and a getaway if you don't have a getaway. And gold is going to be on the way out, too. To me, a lot of libertarians like Bitcoin. But I feel like similar to Uber, which felt like a gig economy kind of thing, very grassroots, very hip. It's like... It's like that in in that it wouldn't be emerging if it were really against the interests of the central power, the controllers. Uh, Uber will lead to driverless. And Bitcoin, I think, is a stepping stone to a cashless society where, again, uh, it's total surveillance all the time. They can shut you down. They can shut down your access to uh, economic exchanges if they if they have you under suspicion of something you know eventually terrorism might just be resistance to a tyrannical government i mean you gotta that's why i like the expression guns gold in a getaway and and it's for sure there after all of it so that's uh that's the installment for this segments of what I think, but I do want to hear what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I also want to know what Binkley thinks and my tweets at Monica Perez show. So what you got, Binkley? I'll take your idea, a tweet, whatever you want. I have a tweet from Dean that says that Bitcoin will be something to keep an eye on as well this year, this upcoming year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I would love to be positive about it, but uh, but I just feel like stuff like that. First of all, the cashless society is a very, I mean, it's like controlling your, your physical movements. I mean, the medium of exchange, they can just shut that down and they can certainly monitor it. So if you can't amass the resources, what if you really wanted to mount a kind of resistance to the system. Look at how they they manipulated the IRS to suppress the Tea Party. Imagine if there was absolutely no way to have any kind of financial transaction without being monitored by the central scrutinizer. I think that's worrisome. Absolutely. And we're going to have wearable technology and chips in our brains that we'll be scanning our bank accounts with, with this biometric data that they're trying to implement. Do you really think there's going to be chips in our brains? They Not are my testing brain. it right now. And it's there are companies that have implemented brain chips in their employees because of the convenience of being able to just scan and get their lunch. (laughs) Yes, it's the little thing. It's that's the funny part is that you're so happy that you can have these little conveniences that you don't care. And uh, it's like you don't you will never have to carry a wallet again if we just put this chip in your brain. (laughs) I can't. I can't even get my chipless mind around the implications of that. See, the, the thing is, what am I on about, right? Like, who cares? You know, so what? So you 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 get to live like that. What do you care? It's it's uh, it's Soma. It's Prozac. It's it's the better. It's the brave new world. It is not 1984. You know, that's what the idea is. That it's just a better world. So why don't you just shut up? But I think that once they have total control. 
you might not like how they lead you. You know, I just I'm not sure we're sufficiently worried about it because we think it's it's incremental like there is so much incrementalism but i feel like the dangers of this kind of surveillance state the total police state is that they're not going to show us how dangerous to us it is until it's all in place and so yeah so when you have like red light cameras they don't give you a ticket every time you run the red maybe every time you run a red light but they don't give you a ticket for taking your hands off the wheel or something they don't show you that they can surveil you 100 percent of the time because they don't want you to freak out they're gonna wait (laughs) they're gonna wait for that right Anyway, so what about you? That oh, is that your your prediction or our? Uh, yeah, that's one of them. I also believe that fake news will land on the 2018 World Threat Assessment that the U.S. intelligence community puts out each year. Yeah, I think that sounds right. And one of the things that I have on my list is this continuing notion that media will not be, uh, it won't be. Uh, it, it'll move away from that evidence thing so that your faith in the provider, like authorized sources or trusted sources, is the only way you're going to be able to evaluate news. They're going to try to move you away from evaluating it on its face because in reality, you can't evaluate it on its face. You actually have no way of knowing the real answer, which is why... I mean, that'll really blow your mind about I mean, some people have gone as far back as the printing press, you know, like the Gutenberg Bible to say it was really a propaganda effort to bring the vernacular, you know, the Bible and the vernacular to the people to undermine the authority of the church, spark these wars of the Reformation that gave power to the more power to the monarchs and all that kind of stuff that you can really think that simply this um, abstract way of communicating is has really been fundamentally propaganda from the very beginning. Is that too deep? That was pretty deep and stimulating. <laughs> we might have to cogitate on that for maybe we should take a moment and think. No, I want to take a call. Let's take a call and think about that. I'm going to Mike in Gainesville. Hi Mike, you are on with Monica. Uh, hi Monica, I sure do appreciate your show. Thank you. Um uh, I sure in trying to think of what's coming up in prediction, um I sure hope to God I'm wrong, but I believe there's a black swan that's going to land on our country like we've never seen in, in this generation. And I believe we're headed toward world war. And I believe it's coming. I think you can feel it. Um, I think, you know, a proverb in the Bible that says, you know, when a man's ways please the Lord, God causes his enemies to be at peace with him. And I think if you, you can apply that to a country and you say, our are the ways of our country, is, does it please the Lord? And, you know, I think, you know, if they do, God causes our North Koreas, our whoever, is to be at peace with us. And I, I, I think if you look at our ways and you, you get the magnifying glass out, uh, who can defend a lot of the stuff we do? You know, from a moral moral standpoint. Well, I don't... I, I, think, we're on, I think we're on shaky ground. I don't know if I have... I'm not going to dispute the Bible, but I'm going to say I don't know if I have a real belief in in that kind of like on the spot justice. I, I kind of wish that we had on the spot justice, but um, I think good things happen to bad people. But I do I do think, you know, the thoughts that you're expressing are not totally foreign to me. I 
wars have happened. Assassinations have happened. I mean, we look at our history. I mean, World War One, World War Two, JFK. I mean, these things are serious. Even the attempt on Ronald Reagan. Um, you want to believe that the, these days are behind us. That and I remember when I was growing up in the Cold War, I couldn't imagine us being at war. It was just not even. I thought it was a thing of the past. And then, and then after whatever Iraq and. Kuwait and all that kind of stuff. We've been at war ever since. I can't now imagine yeah, us and not, it, and not being at war. It's an offensive warfare. It's the new Bush doctrine. You know, it's, it's offensive in nature. Yeah, the, na- the meaning of American exceptionalism. Say it again. You know that. I think that's offensive to God. When, when we're on the offense all the time and we're going around uh, with all the military activity we've got going on around the world, I don't think that pleases God for us to go around and and do what we're doing in a military fashion. To look at it in those terms, actually, Ron Paul used to talk about this. Absolutely. You have to look at the definition of the just war. And exactly. and is it a just war? And I would say no. And and if you want to take a secular viewpoint, Prouty, P-R-O-U-T-Y, uh, he was maybe deep throat in the, in the Watergate thing, I'm not sure. But he um, said that, American exceptionalism, now he didn't talk about it in this term, these words, but that's what it is. American exceptionalism is that we are the exception to the law of nations, that the sovereignty that we demand, we're the only ones who don't need to recognize that in other countries because we're the world's policemen. But that's a fundamentally destabilizing, illegitimate position, and it will cause trouble. I agree. It gets people to not want to conform to the system because they have no chance. It's tilted against them. Well, I think Ron Paul pointed out very good um, on the issue of Zionism uh, and, you know, how a country treats Israel, you know, and, and, and I think it's, I think he's right on the spot. You know, when, when, when you look at Israel and you consider Israel holy in and of itself, uh, that's, that's, that's not right because, you know, uh, you know, let's say, you know, we're a Christian nation. I don't think we are anymore, but, but from the standpoint uh, of a Christian viewpoint, um, uh, you know, Israel, you know, should be our best friend. Uh, no doubt about it. You know, should be our best friend, but you don't let your best friend drive drunk. You don't give your best friend the keys to the car when they're drunk. You know, I mean, Israel's, from a Christian standpoint, they're not saved yet because they haven't turned back to the true Messiah, Jesus Christ. And, and so you, when you look at that standpoint, you you got to consider Israel, the Palestinians, the son, you know all the all that all that crowd over there. They're all unsaved, so to speak. So, from a standpoint of a Christian, you should want to you you should want to uh, uh, share the gospel with all of them. I the, I don't I don't look at politics and military intervention from a religious point of view. So when people do bring in the religious argument about the Middle East, I reject that. Um, similarly, if Italy wanted to take over, I'm Catholic, if Italy wanted to take over the Vatican, I would not expect the United States Army to go defend it. I might go defend it. Maybe not this <laughs> administration, but uh, but if you, um, here's the thing, it's, it's hard enough for us to understand what's going on in this country, much less for us to authorize our agents in government who tell us all the time they cannot be level with us on everything because of national security issues, blah, 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 so we don't have the information, and we go over and take action in other countries that could not invade us. And to the extent we have terrorism here and stuff, you can trace it right back to some of the things that we have done 
to spread terrorism and refugees everywhere. So I'm not an isolationist at all. I believe in free trade, all that, but I am a non-interventionist. And I do think sovereignty is an important thing for us to demand and for us to respect and other people. Very stimulating call, Mike. Thank you very much. Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. High today, uh, 50. Tomorrow's high, a much colder 40. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, WSB's Jay Black, Scott Howard, Hondo, along with Channel 2 Action News and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, will be bringing you the best Bulldogs coverage from Pasadena all weekend long. So stay tuned for that. Go dogs! And uh, this is, of course, Monica Perez. And we are talking about what you think is going on uh, for 2018. And I and it is hard. We're just hitting on foreign policy a little bit. It is hard to uh, know really what's going on. Um, you can read foreign news sources, and if you really make a study of it, you probably can make heads or tails out of it. It's a little bit hard because nobody has a sense of it. Nobody has firsthand information. I do try to piece stuff together. But for me, like in, you know, like with conspiracy theories, I totally think that uh, there are powers that have influence and people that have influence who don't vet their intentions and their actions on Fox News. There's stuff going on behind the scenes. There, um, There's events that are, are spun, at the very least, maybe even created, to uh, influence our policy. But I don't. it doesn't matter if they're conspiracies or not. As long as I stick to my principles, I don't need to know what's going on. That is one of the great things about the American experiment, this great, the foundational experiment that I think we're losing. But the idea is that we could stay... We could stick to our principles. You could have a democracy because the government had such little power. Now, if you if you have a democracy and a government with a lot of power, then every single person has to know everything about everything. And that's just not going to happen. So what you need to do is stick to the truly limited uh, powers of the federal government. And if you are strictly respectful of sovereignty, and we are in a position of defense. So we have oceans on both sides and we have allies top and bottom. So we really are in a position where we could uh, take a purely defensive posture as foreign policy and, and people would know instinctively the right and wrong of that because you would have your guns, you have your militia. If you read the Articles of Confederation, it's a very interesting read. It's really totally different from the Constitution. I think like 90% of it, I was just reading it the other day, 90% of it is about like the details of how you're supposed to conduct defense on your state's borders, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, what you're required to do. But it's really about border defense. And if you don't go messing around uh, in other countries, you really have less to worry about. And if you stick to defending your borders, you can probably stay safe without having to make judgment calls that you're not capable of making. Uh, but it's hard to know what's, you know, hard to predict the future of our foreign actions because 
we've kind of destabilized the system with all our interventions and and things are spun to us in a way that make us feel like it's uh, self-defense issues when, in fact, they might not be. Maybe those um, threats are provoked to get us to increase our defense spending or become more aggressive for the interests of of maybe corporations that have a lot of power behind the scenes. I don't know. Anyway, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, Binkley, why don't you, do you have a tweet for me or maybe you have a prediction for 2018? After the break, I want to talk about the infrastructure stuff. But give me a real quick one. I got like 20 seconds. Okay, I have a tweet from Laura that says, Pelosi will be unveiled as Pennywise from the It movie. <laughs> she is an easy, an easy gal to hate, but... Uh, Hey, you never know. Maybe she will be unveiled. This is Monica Perez, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.